Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell and Adam B. What the hell are you people doing? We're having fun. Join us, won't you? No. We're eating the scenery. <laughs> I don't have fun. I'm, I'm mad at everything. Waka waka. <laughs> Who wants because... to hear a funny ass joke? <laughs> Why are you mad at everything, Jason? Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I'm just in a mood. But I won't, I won't say anything public about it. I was about to say, let's leave. Jack no. Hammer. Let's leave Sleeping Jackhammer's lie, shall we? No, I, I'm not going to say anything about uh, the uh, the please, levels of uh, torture I've been subjected to this week by uh, by uh, workers and builders and things like that. Quakers, bakers, but hey, at least we're going to have a bathroom. We didn't have one. Wait, we did have a bathroom. Perfectly functional bathroom. Huh. Oh, well. I'm well, going to stop you right there <laughs> okay. for multiple reasons. All right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, you want to fight about it? <laughs> hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hindsight is Horrifying. Um, we hi. we don't have any guests tonight. We don't have any special uh, segments. No one it's likes It's just us. a straight... Yeah, I know. Everybody hates those. Anyway, <laughs> we're just doing a movie. With, uh, sub, with subtitles, perhaps? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. we have to. No, arguably, we yes. need the subtitles. I, I, will, I, I, will, I will sort that out while you are telling the viewers uh, what we are watching. Okay, so uh, we are watching... A cinematic horror classic, House on Haunted Hill, in color. <laughs> All right. It's, it did a pretty good job colorizing it, too. I agree. Uh, this movie is from 1959, Hindsighters, and the synopsis is Rich Oddball. <laughs> oh, yes. Please, oddball. please promise me in my obituary <laughs> that you will see to it that I am described as a rich oddball. It oh, doesn't yes. matter if I'm rich or not. I hey, just, I want that. Just yeah. if, if you want my English major skills for that obit, I will write right. it for you, okay. sir. I'll make it fantastic. Hey, I'm a genealogist, so I can, I can write a pretty, pretty good obit. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Well, you and I have written a script together. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I've, I've read more obituaries than any person should ever read. Like people who are professionals in it don't read as many obituaries as I do. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of obits, we're watching a movie about murder called God, House on fitting. Haunted Hill. So back to the synopsis. Rich Oddball. <laughs> Frederick Lauren Vincent Price has a proposal for five guests at a possibly haunted mansion. Show up. Survive a night filled with scares and receive $10,000 apiece. The guest of honor is Lauren's estranged wife, Annabelle, Carol Omar. Is that mm -hmm. how you say that? Mm -hmm. Who, with her secret lover, Dr. Trent <laughs> Alan Marshall, has concocted her own scheme to scare Lauren's associate, Nora Manning, Carolyn Craig, into shooting the potentially crazy millionaire. But more <laughs> spooks and shocks throw a wrinch into it, the plan. Th this is a movie. This is a movie where the synopsis the, the, is longer than the movie. Yeah, it, it's not a very long movie. <laughs> one hour no. and 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. A respectable one hour and 12 minutes. Very respectable. Um, I enjoyed it. Th this is a movie <laughs> where the plot is, is is not irrelevant, but it doesn't make any sense. And when it's over with, if you think about it, nothing that happened actually was remotely cohesive. It was blind luck that anybody's scheme luck. worked out. Yeah. Well, yeah. except, okay, uh, Annabelle... And uh, her lover. Not William H. Macy's dad. I thought it could be, but they it, it they have a similar one. look. Yeah. I see what you're talking about. Now, so, was, he Austra was there an Australian accent to him? There was. It might have been. Okay, I detected something I don't know. odd. But uh, regardless, so the five guests that Lauren invites to his ghoulish party at the house on Haunted Hill, which is the Wright House. 
Uh, the exterior is yeah. It's a Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, the it, it's in one of my many articles because there was a lot of research. Full disclosure on this movie: the reason that I picked it, because um, it was my pick this week. The reason oh, yeah. I, the reason I picked it was because I was I was thinking I wanted to do something that was you know older, uh, something that was terrible, uh, but entertainingly terrible, and I almost picked a Coleman Francis movie. But I didn't. I didn't want to subject you guys to that. I wanted something kind of easy, you know, light, short. Uh, but I have seen this movie um, done on riff tracks. Uh, oh, it they, would be hilarious. Well, they did, and yeah, they did. They, I think they did. They did it live, and they've also just done an episode where they did it. So I will attempt not to make too many riff tracks jokes gotcha. because they had a lot of. <laughs> Fair enough. They had a lot of fun with this movie, so especially you... a particular line involving a drink order, which we will get to. <laughs> yes, we've got to get to that, because that, Adam and I fell down our texting rabbit hole, which we are so wont to do with silly movies, but we were right. It is the Frank Lloyd Wright building uh, shown in the exterior shots. So uh, that to be said, there's a bit of Mandela effect going on in these articles of research that I have that... Uh, surrounds the guests for the party. So you have uh, Mrs. Bridgers, mm -hmm. and she is a journalist who is there uh, covering a story about ghosts. See, I don't supposedly. even know that. I've seen this movie like five times, and I guarantee you I'm not going to know anything that you say because it's so poorly explained in the movie. Well, it's it's very quick. It all happens in the beginning, and then nobody really touches on it throughout the story. It's not like they keep reminding you of why everyone's there yeah. or why everyone's quote-unquote in need of or desperate for money. But the point is that you have Bridgers, who's the journalist, like she I said, likes she's to there. Visit Vegas. Yes. Yes, she's a gambler. Is yes. what. Uh, uh, yes, it's what Vincent Price says. He uh, mm. she gambles. And that was um, a man in the sport back in '59. Oh yeah. So Watson, uh, his brother <laughs> and his brother's wife. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, his brother's wife murdered him in this house. He's the owner of the house. Watson yeah. is because his brother was murdered, and she also murdered her sister in the house and they bring that back up because their heads are still somewhere in yeah, the house and they, they throughout the entire movie anytime he brings it up you'll notice it's like people will like kind of laugh <laughs> and like it's like oh ha 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 and it's oh like, that crazy Watson it's mind. like okay it's okay for you to laugh at the ghost part of it but it's incontrovertible that his, his brother, brother was murdered. Was murdered. <laughs> ha, he, ha, ha. Along with the special effects screams and the spooky sounds in the beginning, he starts out the movie by saying, oh, yes, I'm the owner of the house. And five of us were invited to this party where we're supposed to survive the night for $10,000 a piece. And my brother was murdered. So that's yeah, that's an indisputable fact, like you said, Jason. So it's it's a little heartless of them to write him off so easily because maybe he's traumatized. Maybe he has PTSD <laughs> instead of just being like, oh, this weirdo with his ghost theories. Oh, my God. By the way, you know, said, they remade this movie. Oh, like they, uh, yeah, it's been remade. Okay, yeah, yeah but you yeah. know there was like a Paris Hilton remake, right? Oh, I didn't know. Ew. That. Oh yeah, Ew. we'll talk Ew. about it. Ew. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a Catherine Zeta-Jones version. Liam Neeson did one. I want to say. Did he? Uh, I want to say. Let me make sure oh. I'm online. I'll, 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 I kind of want to see that. Hold on. The, and that dude is—he's uh, like a test pilot. Yeah, I think Lance. Lance. Lance is yes, okay, Lance. but hold on. Let's go through the profiles of the characters. So we were almost. Uh, Nora Manning <laughs> is there. She's the other woman. So there's Annabelle, Mrs. Bridgers, and Nora. There are three women and four men, which they specifically point out because there are seven people who were murdered in the house. Four men and three women. And Lance is like, <laughs> I guess that means there's a ghost for everybody, gang. That's exciting. So Lance is the test pilot. And you don't, Vincent Price doesn't explain why, but he says that Lance is in need of money. 
Uh, Bridgers has the gambling problem, so she needs money. That's clear. Nora, it isn't explained at first, but it it comes to light that uh, her family was in a car crash and that she's the only one capable of making money. So she needs the $10,000. And then there's the doctor, David Trent, who is revealed later. He is Annabelle's lover, and Annabelle is Vincent Price's wife. So uh, he is a psychiatrist (laughs) who specializes in hysteria. Okay, so we've just reached the first scare, though. Mm -hmm. Which is just so... And and this this is the thing about this movie that doesn't make any sense. Do tell. Throughout the movie, there are ghostly things that happen. Yes, right. None of it's supernatural. Spoiler alert. Well, but they (laughs) don't make explained either. None of it's explained. The the most famous, I think, example of this in the movie is there's a part where it's very early on where uh, what's her name? Um, Nora. Nora. Oh no, the screamer. The screamer. (laughs) Yes. She and Lance manages to knock himself out, which he does a couple times. Uh, He's 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 a hell of a test pilot, Um, (laughs) and a scary, weird, creepy woman who's doing this. Yeah, I know. For no reason. Well, no, that's that's what I'm saying. It's 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 she's being a ghost, and she goes out like she's on on she's uh, like roller a stuffed skates. safari animal. Yeah, she doesn't move, and somebody pulls a rope, and she slides out. But then it turns out she was just a caretaker, and she had nothing to do with anything that was going on. None of the plots had anything to do with her, so she just did that for the hell of it. Yeah, it's like that's weird because they the only explanation they even give for her beyond being the caretaker is oh she's blind. Okay, so that means she does. That all the time. What, what was the purpose? Well, blind so, people do frequently do that. I guess I, I, I'm it, assuming they don't Evidently. want to run into walls, so they put their hands out and make sure. <laughs> maybe she was looking forward to running into a lady at some time. I don't know. Possibly, but okay. Yeah. So the 1999 remake of House on Haunted Hill had Jeffrey Rush, Tay Diggs, Ali Larder, okay, Famke. Jansen, however, the yeah, and I was wrong. The Paris Hilton was the remake of House That's of House of Wax, Wax with yeah. Chad. Yeah. Yes. what's his face? Chad Michael Murray and Jared Padalecki. Yeah. Oh God, he was in that. Oh yeah. Wow, that's so weird. We were literally. I have not said. I never say Jared Padalecki's name just as a thing. It never comes up. And literally five He's minutes. More girls. So and one Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, but in five, what you were telling me about the boys. Yes. And I said, oh, isn't the guy from Supernatural Jared Padalecki? He's Jensen in that. Jensen Ackles. Oh, Jensen Ackles is in it. His, the guy who the plays other guy. Jared Padalecki's brother okay. on Supernatural. But is still, on the though, board. it is weird to have that name come up twice in the space of fifteen minutes with no relation. <laughs> with no either. relation yeah. whatsoever. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to say there was a Catherine it's Zeta-Jones sinister. version uh, as well. But anyway. Catherine Zeta-Jones was in the one with Jeffrey Rush. No, I just read the one with Jeffrey Rush. That was Tay Diggs, Ali Larder, Famke Jansen. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. So yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones, I'm looking that up. So in the meantime, yeah. So the I can first see Jeffrey scare... Rush doing the Vincent Price thing. Well, the funny thing was I saw Jeffrey Rush listed in the cast of the 1959 one. <laughs> it threw, it threw me off. not quite that old. Uh, no, but he could have. He was eight years old when this movie was shot, so I thought maybe there was a child that ran through. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Rush, but maybe he played the skeleton. <laughs> yeah, skeleton. The best actor in the whole movie. Skeleton. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about The Haunting from 1999. So it came out there the same so year. There are so many crappy remakes. It came out the same year as the remake of House on Haunted Hill with Jeffrey Rush. So 1999 in this one. And the Haunting has Liam Neeson, Lily Taylor, Owen Wilson, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. And Jared Padalecki. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> now that we've cleared that up, th- this movie is uh, 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 William Castle. Uh, William Castle directed it, and he's he's he directed a ton of this kind of movie. I think this is probably the least exploitive, like, 
it, it's how did it, it do box office wise? It made some money, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, couple, it, it was a couple million. Yeah, it was. A, it, yeah, it was a, uh, was a, a success. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, look, nineteen fifty nine, Vincent Price in a scary movie it was. Yeah, the kids were going to go see it. Well, and know? William Castle was kind of a, you know, cinema showman. Yeah. from my research. I oh think. yeah, they did all the stuff where like you weren't admitted to the theater after a certain point. There was actually a skeleton hanging up in the theater yeah. in one of them because uh, one of the quotes I found by Fred Belden, one of the reviews, is said William Castle's best films are imbued with an infectious sense of mischief that overcomes deficiencies and house on haunted hill is no exception yeah i think that's a perfect way of describing this movie because it is filled with some plot holes oh yeah it's holes. <laughs> but it's but, fun but i hear it inspired another horror film hmm. by alfred hitchcock psycho really he saw this and he's like well, he made that much money with a horror yeah. Film? <laughs> yeah i'm gonna try it too and did quite well with psycho gotcha. and, and uh he made even more money from psycho you know uh he he didn't use uh any of his feature film people it was all his TV show production uh, staff. Like Tony Perkins? Uh, yeah. So it was basically the, the, everyone, the people who worked on Alfred Hitchcock Presents made Psycho. Nice. So it cost like oh, three hey. episodes of, of <laughs> the TV it. show. Yeah. You know? Well, Pure um, profit. And actually, there's, that brings up an interesting point because one of, the, one of the weird things about the colorization of this movie, right. there's a scene coming up, or we might actually have passed it already. Tell me and I'll... No, no, me. it's coming up. It's coming up where... They're pointing out one of the places where a murder had occurred, and there's there's, <laughs> like a, blood there's a blood stain, and it like always drips, and it's the blood still hasn't dried. The the murder yeah. was that recent. Yeah, uh, it's haunted ghost blood or whatever. Um, That's how the ghosts mark you. Yeah, as it were. even though like a cat mark, you, nothing but, ever happens even though to that, the character. There, who's there's marked. no connection to it. yeah. Anyway, but it's obviously chocolate sauce. Because, because it's brown in the coloration. Because because this movie came out in black and white originally. In black and white and movies, that's what they used to you, use for the consistency of yeah, blood. Yeah, because it looks more yeah. like blood on same in black Psycho. And white. Yeah, it, well, that's what I yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, in the shower. But when they colorize it, they didn't really make it look because I guess you can't really make something black red when you're doing like a, an analog colorizing. So it still looks like yeah, she's a, getting motor oil dripped on her from a car. Because you can't, you can't bleach the syrup like you can dark hair right, and then yeah. dye it another color. It doesn't yeah. really work that way. But uh, yeah, I just love the quotes because there, there are two parallel storylines that eventually come to a head together with all the hauntings and you realize that there's this mischievous and murderous game afoot. But uh, I love this like storyline <laughs> that's going on upstairs with Vincent Price and Annabelle where they just have the snarkiest shit to say to each oh, other. God, yeah. It's it's, so, it's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. I was going on like a John Mulaney rant in my head when I was watching this movie oh yes yes marriage is going to be very magical because the the, uh, the horrible things they're saying yeah they're just they're just comparing how they could kill each other not not even that (laughs) it ramps up so it starts out kind of normal when annabelle's like oh couldn't you have had the place clean darling and he's like oh atmosphere darling you know how ghosts are they never tidy up (laughs) so it's like he's goading her at first typical husband and wife stuff but they ramp up really really quickly to the point where vincent price is like oh come downstairs it's your party darling it's your party and she goes well it was my party until you invited all of your guests so given the fact that annabelle is having an affair with the psychiatrist who god specializes in hysteria (laughs) oh god i couldn't get over that so david trent is her lover uh and they're plotting to kill vincent price so frederick and 
wouldn't it have tipped her off just a tad when she didn't get to invite any guests and yet somehow in the wide, wide world of sports, Frederick invited the one dude she's having an affair with? Wouldn't that have set her on edge a little? (laughs) Okay, see, I think we were talking about the Bill Castle, like, showman thing. His whole whole, uh, idea behind one of these movies, it's 1959. There's no VHS. There's no Netflix. You're going to watch it in the movie theater, and that's your only shot at seeing this movie. There's not as much continuity tracking. You're right. Well, it's like, go in there, give them the experience, then they leave. And... You know what? If they had enough fun, yeah, they come back a second time. Maybe the second time they pay attention. But who cares? Now right. we got them. We got them twice. We got two costs of admission. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they used to do crap like in the. Um, they would. Uh, I think it was was it the Screaming Skull where they actually had a thing like if you died during the the product during the uh, the movie, they would pay for a coffin. Oh wow! <laughs> well, in this movie, promotional gimmick. Oh yeah, I'm going. And they would I like have insurance. And, and they would like put <laughs> coffins out. They would send coffins to theaters in Whoa, big cities. Here you go. And so it would be Somebody like if you if it. you die that, watching this movie, that is we'll give Ed you Wood, a coffin. That is some you know? Ed Wood level shit right there. <laughs> but you got to think in the '50s. You know, you're going out. That that's kind of awesome. You it's know, fun. Uh, there was a movie called The Tingler. Yes. Ooh, French Tingler. Yeah. No, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, actually, because I don't even remember what the plot was. It was like this invisible thing would like electrocute you or whatever. No, but they... uh, the the chill that you get up your spine is supposedly a parasite. That's right. That's right. Oh. And uh, Vincent Price is like the doctor. Is he uh, figured... Is he in it? I didn't even know he was oh, in yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Vincent Price is okay. in the tingler. But in Let the me theaters, pull it up and I'll though, explain it. in the theaters, they actually installed these things that would no. that would like electrocute you a little bit. Oh, so it's like a 4D experience yeah. like at Universal oh, Studios. Yeah. F that noise. All, all of the crap that came out in the early 2000s, 3D, the, the 4D stuff at Universal or Disney or whatever, that's all shit they were doing in the 50s. Absolutely. And they were doing it because um, a new medium came along called television, and it was completely destroying their industry. So they had to fight against television, and they did all these gimmicky these bullshit gimmicks, yeah. things. And what happened in the early 2000s, a new medium shows up called the internet and streaming and so they start doing all this bullshit stuff again and it worked equally as badly yeah. well sure well, well we're people, about to come on it, the... it, i was just gonna say it failed the first time but all the people who were involved are now dead yeah, exactly so they, they get yeah to try it again yeah you well, know that terrible idea <laughs> i bet it'll work this Let's time it up. <laughs> uh but yeah the come release, on boys we're at the anniversary of its release date uh nearly july 29th 1959 the oh, oh. that's when it oh, came out but yeah uh, Dr. Warren Chape and Vincent Price has made a surprising discovery of the spine-chilling sensation that people get when scared is due to a parasite that he yeah. dubs the Tingler. So, uh, and, yeah. and come to the theater and get electrocuted. Yeah, um, why not? <laughs> and we if you have a pacemaker, we'll pay for your funeral. Yeah, exactly. And you have to think, <laughs> that meant that they had to send people to movie theaters and install this crap in movie theaters. And they did it. Hey, they're yeah. generating you know? jobs, uh, I guess. Hey, I mean, my, job creator. my favorite was, and I actually wish they would do this today, was that they would literally lock the doors. Oh, God. They'd so be that, sued so hard. No, no, no. No, no, no. You could get out, but they wouldn't let you in after a certain point because the plot was so scary. Shh. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No, this is so. It's it's like going in there and seeing Shakespeare for the first time. It was so, and it was all crap. And they were all the same. And I think that's why House on Haunted Hill works for me, is because it's the same, but it's it's different. You know. 
All right. and, and Rick and Morty kind of spoofed. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. That, that bit I, you sent me, I'm like, well, now what is this all about? And then it made perfect because sense. Because for those of you who are not familiar with Rick and Morty, and we haven't even touched on this part of the movie. So House on Haunted Hill, a huge part of the plot is the vat of acid <laughs> in the basement, like you do. Uh, and the story behind that, Watson explains when he's taking everyone on a tour of the house, uh, he said that the previous, one of the previous owners of the house used to make wine and he had his wife sample it and she didn't like it. So he switched out the wine for acid and shoved the wife in the vat of acid. I mean, do you, do you like, is there a number you call for a man to come to the house with the truck of acid? Yeah. You get Kyle and yeah. you, but see, there's I, no exit strategy oh. for that because how, do you know how expensive <laughs> it is to get that fucking acid out of the oh, basement? Yeah. Well, oh. you got, you know, you got to line that tank, right? Because oh. that acid, it'll eat through, you know, so you got Anything to... with flesh and hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what Watson said. I would love to be a fly on the wall when they were making the phone call for the acid. Yeah. yeah I need some acid. Well, a pint? Uh, no, about a thousand. A vat. Yeah. Well, I need you, a vat. I like to imagine like starting to explain well and the reason I need it mister we don't ask any questions <laughs> you want to buy acid we're gonna cash sell you acid. only <laughs> yeah. cash yeah. for the acid cash it but uh so yeah the vat of acid and the, Rick and Morty does spoof on this many mm. many years later because Rick's method of getting out of a shady deal with some sort of alien mobster is to pretend to fall in a fake vat of acid that's filled with like Gatorade <laughs> or some other substance that's not harmful, have a breathing tube at the bottom, and then release some small rat bones so that it looks like a rat fell in, but they hold it at the bottom and release the bones and they give the rat some oxygen. <laughs> like it's this overly elaborate ruse that Rick uh, processes on Rick and Morty. And so I was texting that to the boy when I was watching this, I was like, why does this ring a bell? Oh, that well, was know, look, I mean, the fact that you remembered that? Yeah. Hey, look, good ideas. Identic autism. Good, good ideas get uh, get repeated. Oh, you know? yeah. Good art is copied art. Now, um, and these candles, I have to say, these candles are, I mean, I need candles like this in my house in well, lieu of electricity because they'll light up a whole room. Yeah, I know because he, <laughs> he explicitly states that there's no electricity in the house and yeah. it's the brightest fucking house in the universe. It's, it's ironically it's, Yeah, it's actually brighter than my parents' house. And they're at that age where every light <laughs> is on, all is the time, on all and night. it's like the naked light bulbs that just <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, scorch your eyes when I know, you walk I basically in. turn into a vampire because Jason and I work in a place that has mostly fluorescence hindsiders. And so when I go home, I'm very into the, the lamps. I don't want a lot of overhead yeah, lighting yeah. going on. And so I give Josh a hard time <laughs> about that when he turns on too many lights. Lance, the test pilot. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, and they so don't go, pay test pilots much. <laughs> so going back, because you guys derailed me. So the last guest, Dr. David Trent, who's having the affair with Annabelle, he, they don't explain why he needs money, but Vincent Price, when he's narrating about all the guests, he says, uh, and there's the doctor who specializes in hysteria. Um, he claims that he's here doing a study on the hysteria, but don't you see a bit of greed there around the mouth yeah, and that's, the that's eyes? That's good Vincent Price. Yeah. That's and, good Vincent Price. So get, let's get into the subtitles because we passed that moment. Uh, so when the way Vincent Price read that line is not how they grammatically, you know, spelled it out. So in the subtitles, it says uh, that there's a question mark. Don't you see a bit of greed there? around the eyes and the mouth as if the whole thing is a question but the way that Vincent Price reads it it's like don't you see a bit of greed there as if he's almost like decided on it mm -hmm. because then he specifically says around the mouth and the eyes so you you kind of wonder why out of all those guests it's like he doesn't know any of them but he's got that one hateful thing to say about that guy so if you're coming in blind and don't know the synopsis that the you know the doctor's sleeping with 
uh, Lauren's wife. You're like, oh, okay, but he's he's got a little something against the doctor. Oh and, yeah, there's yeah, and 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 all is revealed eventually. But how does greed display itself in the around the mouth and the eyes? Is it like a discreet smile? Does it frown? Does it crinkle its little eyes? Does it have like crow's feet? Greed? I don't know. Kind of flipped me out a little bit. We're listening. When you think about it. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so speaking of uh, subtitles, as I mentioned a moment ago, we had a bit of a debate. Uh, so Adam and I are texting so back and right forth. Here. Well, she already asked first. Uh, uh, so Bridgers is uh, an alcoholic because Vincent Price has a sort of concise way of summing them all up. He's like, oh, yes, they're all different when he and Annabelle are arguing about the guests. He says, you've got a test pilot, uh, a typist, a drunk. Um, and that's got to be Bridgers because she keeps asking for a scotch and. Yes. Yeah, I know that. And, and that, I, I, it drove me banana sandwich. I even wrote it down. I was like, ice? scotch and what, woman? Like, it, it, that, that's a joke that they had a lot. They got a lot of mileage out of on the Rift Tracks thing. And I actually just texted you. That is available. Uh, I was Rift, wondering Rift, what Rift, Rift Tracks Live uh, did this, and it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, so you can stream it for free. I'll watch it when I'm done with and, kids in the hall. <laughs> uh, and Well, and. Uh, that's actually kind of cool because August 18th, I think, they're doing Rift Tracks Live again, and me and David are going to go see uh, the return of Swamp Thing. Excellent. Yes. Which is like Swamp Thing, but even worse. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Is Adrian Barbeau in that one? No. Um, oh, God. No, it's somebody who shouldn't be in there uh, who, who was too hot and too talented to be in it. But she... Yeah, I'm, now i got to look. <laughs> you look that up. So... Yeah, so the initial scare, we kind of touched on the uh, caretaker's wife. Uh, so Nora and Lance are in the Heather wine- Locklear. Oh, yeah. She takes over for Adrian Heather Barbo. Heather Locklear. Nice. Uh, so Nora is really getting kind of picked on, unfortunately. It seems like the ghosts just have a specific vendetta for her. You, There's a bit of a red, not red herring, but like a, you know, a miss. Uh, sorry, but why? Because it's all a plot to... <laughs> Sorry, well, we are. I already covered it in the synopsis. So Annabelle and David are having an affair, and they're trying to scare Nora to the point where she's willing to kill because she's so frightened out of her mind. And the the whole purpose of that is for her to shoot. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it's the roller skating granny. Roller skating <laughs> gliding <Right>. granny. <laughs> so Nora and Lance are in the basement, and uh, the whole premise there is that when they initially go down to the basement, Lance uh, a door closes when he enters an empty room, and he gets knocked over the head. <laughs> and David, he, the yeah, he knocks himself out. Yeah, somehow. Uh, but David's like, well, the only way this could have happened is if you ran headlong into the wall. You didn't do that, did you? <laughs> and it's just, it's just so deadpan with some of the delivery that it's like, really? They I'm going to, to have... text Chuck Yeager and tell him this story. <laughs> but so Lance gets knocked out, and Nora runs away screaming because she sees this specter-type woman, mm-hmm. like a stuffed safari tiger. <laughs> the, the, who is the caretaker? The blind caretaker. The right. wife of the caretaker, mm-hmm. and the only time the other caretaker appears, her husband is when he grabs Nora in the hallway upstairs. Covers her mouth and he's like, get out of here. Leave with us before he kills you. And that's the only thing that caretaker says. That's the mm-hmm. only way he weighs in. And then uh, because and, the deal. And then, and then he leaves early. Nora wants to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. supposed at midnight, to stay. Yeah. At midnight. And it's like 10 of. I'm out of here. 
Oh, they locked us in already 10 <laughs> minutes early. They were not. And Nora's were... already worked up a little because she oh, sees yeah. the, the crazy caretaker lady downstairs thinking she's a ghost. And somehow, despite the fact that the ghost and Lance pass through the same doorway at the same time, he doesn't <laughs> see the ghost. And he teases Nora. And, you know, there's something you could get away with in the 50s. Oh, this woman's all worked up. Of course, I'm going to kid her about being crazy. She's yeah. seeing ghosts. Rich like... people in the 50s always had models of spinning wheels on their desk. You know, that was just mm-hmm. such a cliched thing. Everyone had it. I think Eisenhower had one. Oh, you know? yeah. Was there any particular purpose to them? Or no, I don't. I just decor. noticed it. it's there. <laughs> like, hello, thing. I don't know why the camera's showing you to me, but, you know, there you are. Well, and Annabelle is kind of holding herself hostage and, you know, <clears> staying away from the party until she starts to kind of manipulate the guests. I see. I want to know real quick, not to interrupt you, but look how much taller she is. And Than Nora? Yeah. And I, 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 she's obviously not, I mean, she could be standing on Apple boxes or something, but I almost wonder if they did that on purpose, if they made her look, you know, more in control, you know, cause she's clearly the dominant person in the scene. Well, it's yes. like how they make Tom Cruise look taller than five, six. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, they, yeah. Well, and there's a power dynamic going on between Nora and Annabelle because at first you think that Annabelle's a little concerned that Nora might be sleeping with Frederick because she's like, oh, and how do you know my husband? And she's kind of grilling her at first. And uh, she shows Nora to her room seemingly to let her freshen up and relax for a minute and get away from... Ladies? Yes. Uh, (laughs) And But she's manipulating everybody one by one. So she sits Nora aside and uh, then Lance comes down the hallway. Smarmy. I've never seen more undeserved smarm. I mean, because he just, he he walks around like he is the hottest thing in the universe. And he's he's just kind of a, just a guy. Think about his competition in the house. There's Vincent Price, who's married. Uh, You got Watson, who's plum crazy and getting drunker by the minute. Uh, (laughs) Then you have the psychiatrist who can't even pronounce hysteria correctly. So he doesn't have a lot of competition. So maybe it's not that undeserved. He, He feels like the, you know. The head guy. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's the Conrad Birdie of this crew, and he's a he's a test pilot <laughs> who's somehow a, hurting for money. It's such a 1950s thing. It, 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 he was either going to be a test pilot or an astronaut. The, it it mean, had to hair, be one of those, it you was, know. It was all that hairstyle, absolutely. Stop being a hysterical woman. I'm the man here, and I know what I'm talking about. Sit here and be quiet. I'll Smoke go Smoke a cigarette, <laughs> drink this, it's a scotch and, and we'll <laughs> fix the situation. Oh, yeah, so back to that. Uh, so the subtitles actually vary depending on the version of the movie. So I watched the color version first without subtitles. Adam watched the color uh, version, and apparently the subtitles read scotch and ice when Bridgers is asking for I may have made a mistake on that but I saw Scotch and and I was waiting for what it was but then I looked it up there's actually a Scotch and you did really you that yeah to- Oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't see that in our text message. No, I, I must have missed it. It's a type of scotch, and it was a drink using Queen Anne scotch. I'll have a scotch oh. and. And then the subtitles were like, and, and then they ended it. But it, but if you listen closely, she just says, I'd like a scotch and. I'll be damned. Yeah. See, oh, okay. See, I was learn- hearing scotch and. I, I... I thought that too. Well, no, see, you I learn mean, something every day. But yeah. in the subtitles, it added stuff that clearly isn't part of it. She and so the subtitles would say "scotch and ice," "scotch and soda," and she doesn't yeah. say that. She just says "scotch and," evidently. <laughs> but I was just like, my god. But uh, yeah. I'm going to go to a bar and order I'm, a scotch I'm going to ask for a scotch and and just 
Yeah. You know, the bartender will be visibly confused because in and all the what? years I, I bartender <laughs> I bartended, excuse Bartendered. me. I bartendered. Uh, I never served that particular brand of scotch. Yeah. I wasn't even aware until Adam I, researched I, it that there was that brand I, of I, scotch. I bet if you went to Brooklyn and you went to if a you went to California. If you went to a hipstery place in Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Yeah, which you could do if you went to your house. Yeah. Is it still there? You haven't sold it yet. Uh, is it still there? <laughs> it's, it's, it, I hope it to God it's still the there. <laughs> you haven't seen anything on the news. It melted in the vat of acid. <laughs> I've seen a lot in the news about New York City that's disturbing, so yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, uh, so we, we are getting up to, we okay. do need to take a break. Yeah, let's uh, got it. So we will be back in about one second. We're back. Vincent Price was bisexual. Oh, there, I mentioned we, it. We just found that out. <laughs> From out of left field. And, well, you said mention it on camera. I just did. Oh, so, God, <laughs> can't just roll with the moment, can you? I don't want to ruin the magic, Jason. But yeah, we had to pause and uh, not roll through this scene too quickly because I feel this is the best scene between Annabelle and Frederick, Vincent Price, and, uh, sorry, what is her name? Saturnine Carol Omar, psychiatrist. Yeah, ooh, just the way he <laughs> phrases things uh, is great. So Annabelle's still, you know, refusing to come down to the party, and Frederick keeps trying to convince her to join them. And uh, she's she's basically pissed. But there's this underlying hostility in their marriage, and you come to find that Annabelle is Frederick's fourth wife. And a few minutes uh, ago, when she was talking to Lance in his room, she mentioned that, uh, oh, I'm his fourth wife. The first one just disappeared, I want to say. Well, let's, hold on. I wrote it down. And uh, yes, the first one simply disappeared. The other two died. His doctor said that they were heart attacks. You know, women in their 20s. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, so she's like, and Lance is like, are you afraid he'd do something to you? And she's like, I don't want to join them, Lance. And so she plants the seed in Lance's mind that Frederick is out to kill her. Yeah. She's turning all of the guests slowly. Probably not hard to plant a seed in Lance's mind. <laughs> <laughs> especially, after, probably... especially after the pilot bashed his head <laughs> yeah. in. Well, he's a young man. He probably yeah. wanted to plant a seed in everyone yeah. in there, including the old alcoholic. Wait a minute. If I believe you, will you sleep with me? I believe, <laughs> believe you. Well, the alcoholic is nice and lubricated early in the evening. Ooh, uh, more ways than one. Uh, he's taking his coat off now. <laughs> he's getting down and dirty, but his tie is still on, so he's he's still business right, up front. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I wrote down so many quotes between Annabelle and Frederick because they freaking hate hate each other and it's just it's palpable and delicious and hostile the honeymoon must have been wonderful you know, I mean, can you imagine what was the wedding like because they're like it's, i hate you i hate you too darling would you love me mm. as much if i were poor no you just want to be a lovely widow like it's just <laughs> oh it's, there's a scream there oh, it is. Yeah. This is this is knocking it out of the park. Nineteen fifties crappy scream that is a scream head. queen for sure. She screamed. I th I wonder if it was a Burt Reynolds like agreement. He has to laugh a certain amount of times on Archer. <laughs> yeah. She had to scream a certain amount of times in House uh, on Haunted Hill. It, and it, it's it is uh, pretty tragic what happened to her. Oh, yeah. do tell. Uh, because she was she show was, your work. She was married. That her first marriage ended in a, in a divorce. And then she was married a second time. And had children. Had children. From the first marriage? Or no, the second. I think it was okay. the second marriage. And then that marriage ended in divorce, and she committed suicide. She shot herself and in she the was, head. How old? I mean, was it because she was of the divorce? 36 years old. Yeah. Oh, ten, exactly. Yeah. 10 years after she made this yeah, classic. Yeah, shot, shot yeah. herself, yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. Like because of the divorces, yeah. or was she just well depressed? I, you know, I, you look it up on Wikipedia and other things, and maybe it's she like, had yeah. undiagnosed hysteria. <laughs> maybe bringing you back to maybe. the movie. It's all William Castle's fault. Well, she was a professional <laughs> actress, and actors are typically broken in some way, shape, yeah. or form, right? Wouldn't we know it? <laughs> well, I mean, if she if she's an, an actress who made her career as the attractive young girl who screams, there's an ex- there's an expiration for so many years. Yeah. yeah, that's right. What's oh, your- <laughs> there's the ghost. <laughs> row, row, row. You see, darling, they're just the caretakers. <laughs> <laughs> who does your hair? <laughs> she's <laughs> got this blown out white hair with these. Blind. Well, you know, I mean, she, you know, she's blind. She's not great with a hair yeah, dryer. Yeah. You know, spends Don half King the, wishes he had a hair. She like spends that. half the time, you know, blowing drying the wallpaper <laughs> behind her. I don't know. Is this what people thought? <laughs> she's like missing her head. She thinks she's blow drying her head. <laughs> like Sorry, the kid in Dumb and Dumber petting the yeah, bird. Yeah, pre-bird. <laughs> pre-bird. Can you say pre-bird? Oh, I mean, like, is this what people thought in the fifties that that's what it was like if you were blind? Uh, maybe yeah. I'm by because damn that dress, Annabelle. Good for you. That's just very flattering. But so Annabelle finally joins the party, and here's another twist to the evening, ladies and gents. Everybody gets a gun. For yeah. what? For self-defense, presumably. See, you guys didn't complain whenever I had the dinner party and I gave you guys all guns. Well, yeah. that's was, because that was really happening. That's just how I was raised, you know? <laughs> it's being a good host. It's but a polite it, thing to but do. But at your party, it was only alcohol and guns. Here's alcohol, guns, and terror. That's true. It's like the worst combination. So what you're saying is Wait, the you next party... Wait, you didn't see a ghost at his dinner party? <laughs> I didn't. I just saw a little cute dog. Could have been a ghost. <laughs> what dog? He was spectral. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a dog. <laughs> this dog's been dead for 40 years. Whoa! <laughs> but yeah, so Annabelle finally joins the party, and Frederick and announces the rules of the game which are you have to leave before midnight if you don't have the stomach to stay if you remain for the entire night which is 12 hours so eight till eight o'clock the next morning Mm -hmm. after the caretakers have left then i will give you ten thousand dollars which is how much in today's i was just gonna say who would stay for such a small amount of money but in today's uh, dollars 101 thousand Three hundred and forty-seven dollars and sixteen. Really, I got a I different sus- sum. I suspect that that number hasn't been updated, and I think probably it's <laughs> it has because I got oh, a different okay. number. Oh, okay, you've got a different sum. It, not vastly different, but one hundred and one thousand dollars, eight hundred twenty-five and nine cents. So, nine cents. Uh, yeah, and the, hey, that's, that's very the important. It is, but uh, yeah. So you have to stay uh, unless you leave with the caretakers. Uh, that's your last out because the door is made of solid steel and locks from the outside. And uh, the bars, uh, the windows have bars that a jail would. I guess they did they throw the fire marshal in the acid bath. Proud of it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like I'm here to inspect the property. Acid bath. I guess, but uh, so all of that is happening. But the twist is that the caretakers leave early. They left ten minutes early (laughs) without permission, and they were were late for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. They've got a very active social life, and it's Friday night, (laughs) and they've got stuff to do. Well, and Vincent Price sort of takes Watson by the shoulders. He's like, "Where, you know, where are they going? They weren't allowed to leave before midnight." He goes, they never leave before midnight. Like, and literally everything <laughs> delivered by, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. It's spelled like Alicia, E-L-I-S-H-A is his first name, that actor who plays Watson. So I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Alicia? I've Elisha? seen him in almost oh, yeah, he's, been, he's yeah. done like 201 different I, I love gigs. I love watching Vincent Price because so I, I always get the impression in a movie like this that- Alicia Cook Jr., sorry. That Vincent Price thinks it's a joke, but he's in on the joke. Like, like the movie is a joke, 
but he's in on it. So he's like the whole time he's just acting like I'm getting paid and I'm having fun and I'm doing some acting and this is great. And it, 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 it works. It absolutely works. And if he wasn't in the movie, I think it would be incredibly dull. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Because the other characters don't bring they can't life car- to the yeah, characters. Nobody, nobody in this could carry the movie. No, uh, absolutely. And his not. deliveries are price. Oh, yes. Less. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you could replace <laughs> Vincent, solid delivery. Yeah. Vincent Price less. He, no, he's. I, I love Vincent Price. I love. I love everything about him. Oh, yeah, he was what? a great cook too. He used to work with the Julia Child, yeah. right? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah didn't they know used that. to cook together. Cool. You have to wonder, I mean, like, did he work on that mustache or did it just uh, come naturally? Was hey, it easy? Some people just have a natural knack for facial hair, like yeah. our podcast co-host over here, if we recall. Yeah, that is true. He's got a, a, a mustache that Sam Elliott would envy. <laughs> At one time. Or be proud of. Yes. But yeah, a, another review. Oh, same by Fred Belden said, prices in prime form alternating between pure ham. So kind of what you were yeah. saying, Jason, and quiet subtlety. Able to express a macabre notion simply by arching an eyebrow, and yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Like he, he literally carries the entire show. And you know, Annabelle's great. She plays her character well. She's the femme fatale. Oh, everybody else is. Yeah, I mean, they fit their characters just fine. But Vincent Price is the one who takes it up a notch. Well, again, it's it's, and I've said this before. You know, if you watch movies like this, um, or if you watch Twilight Zone or Alfred Hitchcock Presents, you can really see where the um the sort of new york theater uh world was was kind of the the league where these actors came from it's the league where these writers came from because this was an era where 1959 in new york on a saturday night you could you had your pick of shows to go see and big shows little shows stuff that you know people had heard of stuff no one's ever heard of but there was just this working, thriving theater scene that wasn't bullshit performance art, which is all it is today. It's either bullshit performance art or it's the fucking Minions, you know. Um, or it's <laughs> a play that nobody goes to because it's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. And therefore, I don't, I don't no know. one will ever know about it. Yeah. I mean, people used to. That was the thing. You know, you went on a date on a Saturday night. Go, go to the see theater. a show. Yeah. yeah. Go, go see a show. And the quality of acting, I mean, like Vincent Price, I mean, you look at him and you just imagine watching him on stage. Oh. Well, yeah. less is more with him. Yeah. He never yells at mm. all, but his he deliveries are to. just so smooth. They're so perfect. He's yeah. so commanding that everyone around him will quiet down to hear what he has to say. And yeah. you, can, you can do a feminine Vincent Price. Would you, <laughs> would you That's a very it? specific well, talent. I, I, I actually think it's not a feminine. I think it's. The way you do a Vincent Price is do the voice you did and then put a little bit of feminine in it. And it comes <laughs> out as, you know. Well, because uh, one of the things I wrote down. Why don't so you many say things. the test? Why don't you say the pilot uh, what, bashed, what his head bashed his head in? The pilot bashed his head in. Yeah, there we uh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the one that you liked, Adam, when we were off camera, because uh, Vincent Price is having it out with Annabelle for one of their many uh, Virginia Wolf moments where they're just, uh, their marriage is not just <laughs> unraveling. They're about to murder each other upstairs. And so that's it, happening. It, it, they're having some the challenges. Yeah. 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 They're having some challenges. They're facing some marital yeah. issues, but at one they're point. They're working through it. Uh, at one point, Vincent Price says something about the ghosts and the ghouls, and she goes, oh, the only 
ghoul in this house, darling, is you. And that's not how she says it, but apparently <laughs> I sound like Vincent Price when I say it, according to I you. I want to know the, how many ways you can murder your wife. That was a line that you posted in a text, I thought. Didn't you text that to me? Potentially. Oh, um, you keep going. I'm going to see, see if it's in there. Oh uh, Well, that leads me to a question that I wrote down for you two guys. Okay. So uh, since the whole shtick here is that Annabelle's having the affair with David, uh, the psychiatrist. So question for you guys. If your woman cheats on you, do you murder her and her lover? One? Both? Either? What do <laughs> well, you do? <laughs> well, that's like the, there's an episode of uh, Family Guy where Brian's on a suicide hotline and the guy calls in and he's like, my wife's cheating on me. I, I think I'm going to kill myself. And there's a long pause and Brian's like, wouldn't it make more sense to kill your wife? Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, I, I think... Um, both, both of them. If you're going to kill one, you might just, as well kill the other. It feels rude to not kill the other one. You but know? then you're giving them the satisfaction of letting them be together. <laughs> well, that's for true. For I suppose. If you kill them both, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I think if you're going to kill one, you got to kill them both. That's just me. But I'm old fashioned. Look, it's how I was raised. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, even Stevens for everyone. Got it. What about you, Mr. Brown? <laughs> I'm not much for murder. It's just like. Well, when you're finished, come talk to me. Let's uh, let's end this relationship. Gave now. me an and, out. And, See and, you. And I've, been, I've been waiting for this moment for 20 years. <laughs> Reconcilable differences was not stop working. recording. Uh, as his attorney, should we have this be public record? <laughs> um, it's all good. It's all good. I I, I think uh, yeah, you know. Um, Eh, it's not worth it. It's like we watch, you know, in our household, we watch what it, we affectionately refer to as murder porn, uh, you know, Ooh. which are like all these shows snuff, that are on like Lifetime. No, you know, they have like all these like investigation discovery oh, and all I these, gotcha. you know, where yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like, you know, somebody got murdered and they have an episode of a show about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, and the lesson <laughs> is don't murder anyone. They will fucking catch you. Eventually. If it takes 30 years, they'll do it. They're going to yeah. catch you. They, in fact, I just saw a story. There was a guy in Britain, 89 years old, convicted of murdering his wife in like 1984, Damn. I think. Don't wow. do anything where there's no statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We just don't murder people. Yeah. It's not it's, worth it. It's, it's the dumbest crime. Right? Yeah. yeah, it is. You yeah. know, don't take a life. I don't know. Dexter made it look pretty scientific. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's the exception. If you're a professional, if you work for a three letter agency, that's one thing, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so in this, sorry, Lance has got the bandage on his head. <laughs> he looks like such a dumbass. It's like that lady. I'm a in test that, pilot. He's like that lady in the Alien movie, Alien Conquest, where she had like jam on her head from yeah. being in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, Lance, I want to. Scratch yeah, that I off. I want to wipe forehead. that off. Yeah. <laughs> you moron. Also, back in the 50s when people died, uh, they looked exactly like they were asleep. <laughs> well, you know, Romeo and Juliet teaches us that, yeah, if nothing yeah. else, that you can look super dead and make it look great. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, so to explain that, Annabelle supposedly commits suicide at the top of the stairwell. But they start to postulate later that maybe it wasn't possible for her to have hanged herself that particular way. It was pretty elaborate. It was. Yes, it was. It was pretty elaborate. Yeah. So she must have been murdered. Uh, because she had, a, she had a hanging harness on. But we don't know that. We don't know that yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, Nora's just losing her fucking mind. <laughs> you know, this poor thing. Watching this movie again, I think one of the reasons why I find it entertaining and why I think it sort of stands out. She's clutching her pearls. Um, 
Yeah, well, you know, it's the 50s. Um, one of the reasons why I think the movie stands out is a lot of low, probably really most low-budget horror movies back then, <clears throat> they would they would pad so much. There would be so there would be a scene where a character walks and a minute and a half of the movie is just watching somebody walk. You know, Bert I. Gordon, the, the guy he directed science fiction movies and horror movies, he was legendary for having whole like 15 minute sequences of just the cast walking through a valley. And it was like you thought you were watching a movie because they would say, oh, it's very dangerous. So they would walk. Like you know, oh, it's very, but with, like with with scary music. Yeah, with scary, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it just padded and padded. This movie really doesn't have any padding. It's it's kind of. I would actually kind of like to see this on the stage. I think it would actually be better on stage. I, I think it would. Yeah, I think and would, you'd forgive yeah. a lot of the plot holes oh, because yeah. of the actual physicality of having to pull off some of the gimmicks that they have going on. So I think it, being on stage would improve the entire oh, production. Man, we should, I wonder. We uh, should do. I was this. about to say. I wonder for Halloween, House on Haunted Halloween. Hill. Man, you know that's kind of interesting because I mean reading of it. You know, I yeah. could play a hell of. I could be a Vincent Price Annabelle hybrid. Oh, you could. <laughs> yeah, I want to be Lance. <laughs> <laughs> We all want to be constantly Lance. banging, yeah. the banging the women in the constantly house, constantly knocking <laughs> myself Nora, out, banging his head. He's yeah. Actually, but, that's an interesting idea. It'd be a cool set too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it would. You know, challenge um, Elaine for that one. Love, bring her on board. That'd be. Uh, great. I don't think you could do this in the small theater that we have, though. Damn. I think you'd need more room. Um, we'll build up to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So to give a little more. Uh, background nora is really escalating with her hysteria because <laughs> that, that drove me hysteria. banana sandwich the entire time she's but, hysterical <laughs> so the, the number of scares that happen and it literally looks like the ghosts are just obsessing over her because she gets the first scare from the caretaker lady oh but then it's the caretaker so no big deal and then they can kind of write that off and just be like all right nora's just really easily scared no it's kind of but then I realized she <laughs> comes across annabelle's hanging body when she's alone uh somebody somebody chokes her out in a passageway and she thinks it's Frederick because the caretaker sort of alluded to that when he put his hand over Barry! her mouth. Barry! It's just so intimate. <laughs> so Nora gets choked out. She thinks it's Frederick uh, because the caretaker implied that he will kill you and the only person linking them all together is Frederick. So right, she jumps right. to that conclusion when actually... We come to find the person who choked her and bashed Lance over the head was David, dun, the dun, psychiatrist, dun. because he and Annabelle have pulled off the perfect crime of framing <laughs> Frederick for all of these misdoings. And um, but then the whole plot is to scare Nora to the point where she'll shoot Frederick dead. Which seems to work when they like, they find themselves in the room with the vat of acid again. Yeah. <laughs> the vat of acid comes. In, I mean, you know, it's it's an important part of the movie. I just God, it's Watson's so... <laughs> getting choked out by Vincent Price right now, and there's a great quote I, about I, him. I, I guarantee he bragged about that. I got choked by Vincent yeah. Price. I'd yeah. be bragging about that. Oh, it's like getting your ass kicked in the ring by Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah you brag yeah. about that. But uh, Fred Belden did say about. And I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Co-star Elisha, Alicia Cook Jr., whatever, has only one task here, to look shell-shocked and mutter predictions of doom. And yeah. he performs it with twitchy, sweaty aplomb. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's fantastic at it. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. How much trouble would, would Vincent Price have saved, though, if he had just, like, felt for a pulse? <laughs> no, the doctor you know? pronounced her dead. There's no That's need. it. It's over. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and it it behooves his own plan to go along with theirs for a certain amount of time. Because, or wait, he knew it. Yes, the he ultimate knew, twist. He knew she wasn't dead because then at the end... I. I don't know. The I don't more remember. I think about it, the more in my head hurt. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just well, because, because he had to set up the skeleton rig, so he had to know about that. Freaking skeleton. He would do that. Because, I don't. I don't know nothing about no skeletons. Yeah. And, he, and he put blanks in Nora's gun. Yeah, knowing full well. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's get around to <clears> that Baldwin. portion of it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Brandon Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He was killed. Almost he would, Mel Gibson. Yeah, Brandon he, Lee. Brandon Lee was killed by a blank. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, so let's let's talk about Nora some more because she's like the linchpin to everyone's plan. <laughs> but it's she's also, the fulcrum of the movie. Yeah, it's also <laughs> reliant on assuming what she's going to do and just trusting that that's going to happen. Because like you said, uh, Jason, Vincent Price does load her gun with blanks because he somehow knows Annabelle's plan in full detail. Uh, but, and so uh, he brings Nora along, even though he was, once again, he was the one to invite the guests. So I guess they just have to rely on scaring this random woman. So that's kind of a 50s thing. Well, we can scare just about any woman into hysteria. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was the 50s. All you have to do is just, you know, pop a, a paper bag around a woman and she'll go hysterical She's, and start shooting. Put a people. mouse in the room and she'll climb up on a chair. Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so <laughs> Vincent Price and Annabelle are both reliant lying on her for certain acts actually the same act to shoot him and so he's he's assuming she will shoot him just like annabelle is and so he loads the gun with blanks and they're also assuming that like everything is just going to go exactly right to the point and uh, annabelle scares nora outside of her window and somehow wraps a rope yeah, around that, her that ankles was, that was pretty amazing how that <laughs> happened which I, seems supernatural. supernatural yeah Ooh. Jinx, you owe me a coke. <laughs> Jinx, blackout. You owe me a coke. <laughs> I do. I got, I got a couple bumps in the back. Wait a minute. A I think later. didn't Vincent Price actually do commercials? No, he did them for Pepsi. I think. Pepsi. I, he, 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 yeah, Pepsi. I'm gonna right. read everything. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he did because he did. did. His hair catch on fire. <laughs> no, no, That's different. My yeah, different. Yeah, different. Una pregunta. But um, so Nora is just getting more and more scared, and they just assume that she's going to react a certain way and uh, like hopefully that works out for their scheme hatchery and so frederick ends up dumping david into the vat of acid because what happens is that nora supposedly shoots frederick and you see david going to push frederick into the acid but then the lights cut Suddenly out go out yeah. yes very dramatically the candles blow out and uh, Annabelle comes downstairs to meet David as planned, and uh, they're going to march off into the sunset together, I guess, minus the $50,000 that's pretty ironclad agreed to for everybody, because even in the beginning, he says, you get 10000 if you make it through. If you happen to die, my estate will pay your next of kin. Or if uh, I die. If I die, my yeah. estate will yeah. still pay you if yeah. you make it through the night. But even if they don't live, it sounds like the money's being shelled out to someone. Yeah, right, right. So yes. it, it, she's out that almost $500,000 in today's money, regardless of what happens. I guess the rest of his estate is what she's banking on, Annabelle. Uh, but she and David both die, but she dies in a much more elaborate ruse, you big dumb idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a great quote with that, too, because Vincent Price, he hides behind a corner and gets his rigged skeleton puppetry. It, it, it is a hell of a of a rig. Oh, it's I awesome. Mean, it, it, it's, it's, I and, love the fact that they actually. And his ventriloquism. Made, 
Well, yeah, yeah that voice carries across an entire wine vat. Well, that's actually an, uh, a side effect of the must, mustache. It actually has certain it, acoustical it, properties. It muffles sound yeah. when necessary. But uh, so the skeleton reappears out of the vat of acid. Uh, supposing, supposedly after <laughs> Frederick has lost all of his skin and hair. And you can see, I mean, when you see the skeleton come out of the... It's got strings well, on you, it. You see the strings. You see the strings. And I immediately, you know, I start texting her, don't they see the <laughs> yeah. strings? Don't, and then the little and then it's, that was all a part of the room. Yeah, I, that was actually kind was of... Well done. Yeah, it was, how, well do you done. Get, how do you get around the fact that the audience is going to see the strings? We'll just make the strings part of the story. <laughs> Problem but solved. That is well, awesome. and they they rely on the hysterical woman thing too, because yeah. And this her, is the walking scene. They're all walking. Okay, all we, do, we do. We do. We do. It's pretty short though, and there's dialogue. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And 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 some stuff happens. Watson's just like the yippy little dog who's like, "There's a murder that happened here. I'm I'm feeling very I'm upset going about everything." To my room. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's so Scooby Doo. Everybody <laughs> decides that the safest they're going to be is if they split up, gang, and go to their individual rooms and hold up for the rest of the night. Because and, and then stay in the rooms, knowing that who leaves the room is the murderer. And then they all freaking leave. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they all like yeah. head out. What are you doing? And so th- I'm all... going to solve the mystery. <laughs> They also had to sort of assume that Lance would kind of egg Nora on or uh, contribute to her edginess in some way, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that, wasn't, that was an egg on Nora, by the way. Something yeah. else from Lance. And hey, hey Vin- Vincent, can you turn some of the candles down so I can get some sleep? <laughs> Those bright-ass candles with no electricity. Yeah, no electricity in the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really freaking bright. You know, I forgot uh, there was no electricity when I was. I know it's like, why do they even say it? Because <laughs> the light it's so damn bright. It was so, it was bright. so yeah. It was, uh, and it doesn't really buy him anything. No, like the fact that there's no electricity. I mean, that's not going to help him really. No. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, there's a great line, and I think we've already passed it from Vincent Price. Oh yeah, because Annabelle's already presumed dead after she's found hanging. But they everybody turns on Frederick, and they're like, "Well, you're the spouse. It's always the spouse." <laughs> Crime of the murder passion. But uh, he's like, well, what husband hasn't at some time wanted to kill his wife? What husband hasn't had a thousand opportunities to do it in such a way that he'd never be suspected? I don't I'm know. Not, th- I'm not such a fool <laughs> yeah. as to hang my wife from a ceiling by a rope. Yeah. No, I, I don't <laughs> think that husbands really do have a thousand opportunities where they wouldn't be no. suspected. Because... I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a John Mulaney fest in my head. It, it must have been so easy to kill people back in the 50s, you know? Well, this is before they were using DNA in right. crime. Sure. So and as you long could... as you weren't yeah. there when the police showed and, up. And well, 24 think about... hours passed. You were in the clear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and you think about it, back then, you could go to the hardware store and buy cyanide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, lie. Uh, well, you can still buy lie. Oh, that's yeah. true. Cyanide, though, you could buy literally a gas canister of gaseous <laughs> cyanide, to, you know, to use don't in your ask. greenhouse. Don't you ask. Know? Yeah, don't ask any um, Don't you, stores you report could, if you buy too many suspicious ingredients at once You, you can't nowadays. buy, like, cold medicine now without giving them your driver's license. Yeah, that's true. You know? uh, that's a good um, point. Oh, the blood's dripping on Bridgers again, which uh, that was marked a second time. That was the only thing that kept her relevant through this movie is that she was just a MacGuffin, I guess, because they kept. Does she sort of look like somebody you work for? (laughs) Don't don't stop. I just no, I'm just comparing the. I was just yeah cosmetic. I was just saying. Anyway, like Leo DiCaprio, I I got nothing to say. Uh, No comment. So Nora is uh, going outside. 
because Lance has gone outside. Yeah, she follows Lance around like a little puppy because, I, and I guess it is that kind of chivalric, chivalrous dynamic where she's like, okay, you're you're the single man, I'm the single girl. And they even have a line about that that's a little telling in the beginning because when everybody shows up and doesn't anybody know each other and Bridgers looks at the young single lady and the young single man, she's like, oh, well, you two have to know each other. Of course. Uh, because they must be a, an item or something. But uh, so Nora like literally just follows him around because he's the single man and therefore must be there to assist her and protect her from whatever unknown forces are you know scheming against her yeah there's a lot of gender assumption and role assumption going on here you know and and there was a little sexual tension i could feel it oh yeah yeah Yeah. well well, you may sort of expect lance to say you know you can find the sexual tension just about anywhere i think it's a gift i I, I think we should bang until this all blows over Exactly. I'll protect you, Nora, but I'm not wearing protection. They won't kill the beast with two backs. <laughs> oh, nice. That's oh, well Lordy. done, sir. Yes. That was beautiful. I thought mine was good. You topped it. <laughs> that is unless it's a Jason film. Then they drive a spear through yeah. them both, you yeah. know, which is horrible. Or Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he he, oh, he took right. he did a couple of double kills. Uh, yeah. Uh two and a half points for that. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so the the strength of the movie and, you know, this is a weird thing to really compliment a movie on, is that it is so short. Very short. It's it only, doesn't give you time to contemplate too much. Like, it's like, I don't feel like I've wasted any time. The Frank Lloyd um, Wright House. <laughs> yeah, we Sorry, paid for the Frank Lloyd Wright House. We're, We're going to film the film Frank Lloyd Wright House. Uh, we Which, are. Oh, uh, what, what was the tragedy of that house again? Was Was it... Was their house like burned? They, they a... used they used it for house on on. No, no, no. Maybe I'm thinking about a different famous millionaire. But wasn't somebody murdered in their own house, like a Frank Lloyd Wright type, like where their oh, servants trapped them in and burned them to death or something? Um, I mean, uh, probably. I'll do some research and get yeah, back probably. to you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, Check it out. I know Superman was killed in his house, and, and that was that was like a. Uh, Is it? Is, is that Dean King? <laughs> yeah, no, not is Dean that George King. George Reeves. Yeah, George Reeves was was shot and killed. Yeah, see, this... that, was, that was magical—the rope going around. Her yeah, because ankles. you think it's supernatural. Time lapse. It's time lapse, and it's not. So Annabelle's hovering, and we will take a break right after this. So to scare Nora further, how Annabelle somehow <laughs> hovering outside of Annabelle uh, Nora's window, and somehow wills a coiled rope in through the window bars that wraps around Nora's ankles, supernatural and spooky-like, and then unravels itself from around Nora. And then goes away. And then goes away. I like was waiting serpent. for it to pull her down or something, and then I, Anything. Belie- I believed in ghosts when I saw this, because I thought there's no way they could pull it. Well, and I think that's... Like, maybe the schemers were in over their head, because, oh man, the house really is haunted. Yeah, I that think cool. I, I think that's the principal criticism of the movie, is the fact that it, does, no... it does try to have it both ways a like, little bit like either ghosts exist or they don't and you can't do legit ghost stuff in your movie if as it turns out there were no ghosts i only exactly. do legit ghost stuff you in know. the privacy of my own home uh we are going to take a quick break <laughs> uh-huh. we will be back in about one second don't worry about it. and we're back <sighs> it's good to be back we're back wow. it and is after some appro- exhausting appro- research appro- approaching the dramatic conclusion of 
house on Haunted Hill. Yes. Um, uh, oh, a lone werewolf. <laughs> uh, it's a mummy hand that comes it's out. Furry. It's furry. It's, it's furry. It's furry. It's, furry. it's, furry. it's a werewolf. It could be a were-mummy. It's a, it's a monster. You know? And, and it's almost as if Nora scared whoever was wearing that gloved monster hand because it was like, oh! Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it to and, scream and, that loud. And uh, pulled back really fast. But, yeah. uh, and, after... and when in doubt, remember, just run around with a gun. Yes. When in doubt, just, just run it's, around. It's not way more dangerous. Yeah, with your finger on the trigger, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's got blanks, so it's not like it matters. (laughs) Well, that's true. She doesn't know it yet, though. But uh, So after a little bit of research on the Break Insiders, I was completely wrong about the Wright house. Uh, Actually, David and Gladys Mm. Wright lived in the house until their deaths. Uh, David in 97 at the age of 102, and Gladys in 2008 at the age of 104, at which the residents fell into despair. Does that kind of thing happen anymore? Do houses just fall into disrepair? Was it despair or disrepair? Disrepair. Oh, oh. I thought the health after they died, <laughs> or they fell into despair. It was, it was despairing. Oh. Well, it, um, <laughs> it actually. Thank you. I think it, I think it does because I know, like in Atlanta, there's like a big problem with abandoned houses. And How does that happen? Though? I don't because know. Don't, somebody has to pay it the off. Property the property taxes transfers somehow. Well, like, even if, even if they own it outright, they still have to pay the property taxes. Yeah, so, so if no nobody's paying what. the taxes, it's going to get condemned by the city. So, I don't know. I mean, you see stuff like that because um, that's like near um, oh, an admission. What, of what, it, what is the name of the Navy base in South Georgia? Uh, with the submarines. Uh, oh, oh, that would be Kings Bay, Georgia. Kings yes. near Kings Bay. Mm-hmm. There's this huge um, uh, mansion that was built by, it wasn't built by the Vanderbilts, but I think the Vanderbilts went out there at some point. You know, uh, one of those, The Carnegies, all those families yeah. have, uh, the Roosevelts, they all but, have summer homes that they built like in the 20s or something. Yeah, uh, but, but it's literally just a burned out hulk of a house that just, just there, just sitting there. But that's and historic. Can go in and check it out. So I, I don't think so. I know when we, we did a, we went by on a boat on a tour and they were pretty I mean, you know, they're not going to tell you, yeah, go out there, have fun. Right, but, right. Uh, but I mean, it's obviously, officially at least, verboten. Uh, well, although I suspect if you go on YouTube, there's probably some urban explorer who's been out there. Oh, yeah. There are TikTok videos like that around the world, like with abandoned theme parks and castles oh, yeah. and such. But, urban uh, exploring is actually really cool. It's just super, super illegal. Yeah. But, uh, you know, kind of like. Grave robbing and tomb, tomb robbing. <laughs> well, You're not supposed when? to do that kind of stuff. Where is this coming there from? There may be a slight difference. <laughs> yeah. Like tomb raiding. Checking, raiding. checking uh, out an old house or robbing a grave. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because... Oh, we've all been young. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> no, but the point yeah, that is... It used to be quite an industry. The point is that there are a lot of not... Uh, Houses in disrepair or like abandoned houses, but I guess since they're historic, they're preserved. Like on Cumberland Island, you do have uh, like the Carnegie House, the, yeah. the Roosevelt House. They're all the summer homes of the blindingly rich people from the 20s. So, Well, even like uh, Monticello, you know, uh, today it's a tourist attraction. Mm. And you, you can go there and it's, it's restored and it's, you know, very lovely. But um, I mean, after Jefferson's death, it just rotted. And I think, if I remember the story correctly, it was a group of women who, no, 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 that was actually Mount Vernon, because the same thing happened there. Mount Vernon, George Washington's home, it also just started to rot. And then eventually you had these groups like in the 20s who said, we can't just let this happen. So they raised enough money, bought it. I don't know who the hell they bought it from. Um, and and restored it, but these were like you know George Washington's house, Thomas Jefferson's house, and they're just falling apart, rotting, abandoned. 
So it is weird, but it does, you know, it, it happens. It does. Um, so interesting fact about this movie uh, that I discovered on allhorror.com, according all to... All what? <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> all, all horror, darling. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I misheard you the first time. Yeah. I, what'd you hear? Is that the one where you find local horrors in your neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> Sex girls. <laughs> as Find hot say. horrors in your neighborhood. They're sex workers. That's now, horror, like it. Um, but yeah, according to the internet, <laughs> when Elvira was interviewed by Larry King and he asked her to name her favorite horror picture, she replied, House on Haunted Hill. Oh, Ooh. Elvira. Okay. So that may it's... have led to a lot of the rewatching when yeah, somebody yeah. as iconic was like, oh, that's oh, yeah, my favorite she... scary movie. By the way, look at this kiss. Very, the, very the, sexy. You always yeah. slow very down when sexy. there's a good kiss on screen. The brutal <laughs> Mouth closed yes. kiss of the 1950s. Pressed with just full like force. I mean, like you're just hurting her. <laughs> was that was there like a set of rules to that? Because that yeah. was a very yeah. you know set kiss oh, yeah. that you no. see a lot in those 50s movies. So what if was you wanted it to get shown in a theater, you, it had to be closed you, mouth. Closed mouth and fake as can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Really, just press and go. You can um, actually feel each other's teeth. <laughs> How awkward! You like leave an impression of their teeth on your lips. You know. Makeup, yeah. but I. Uh, so, uh, where's my mustache? Oh, you've got it. I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can taste that mustache glue. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we're reaching the crux of the movie where Nora is back in the wine cellar for like the fortieth time, and why is she there? Um, wait a minute. I just realized something. How are they messing with the lights? They're candles. I <laughs> just that just Don't occurred to me. Imagine. That just occurred to me. Like a part of this whole thing is the lights going off. But they've painfully How does Vincent Price repeatedly shown us that they're candles. How does Frederick force his wife into a vat of acid? He literally gets <laughs> with a Halloween store a feather light <laughs> Halloween yeah. store skeleton to push her by the shoulder, and she's just like, "Ah, I'm defeated!" And she falls into. <laughs> yeah, you into just the imagine acid. like the scene with the little like Halloween Town skeleton, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what is life what? without a good what? scare? What? Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> You know, like I almost expected that skeleton to start dancing. <laughs> it's after midnight, <laughs> which he actually him. says in the movie, and it's great because he he says it's after midnight. Oh my god! <laughs> so. so Vincent Price does turn the tables on Annabelle because he actually throws David into the vat of acid and then uh, scares Annabelle essentially into falling in, and he. <laughs> the skeleton sort of mildly suggests her into the acid. <laughs> yeah. And so the ending doesn't make a lot of sense because he's got all these damn witnesses mm -hmm. who know what happened. Well, they didn't see it happen, no. so they're not exactly witnesses, but that everybody's been worried about Frederick this entire night thinking that he's the quintessential murderer and he's behind Annabelle's death. And then he essentially confesses and has this big speech at the end saying, uh, like, and he tells Annabelle before he kills her, or right after he kills her, oh, you didn't know when you started this murderous game that I was playing too. And so that was pretty, that was great. Do I, in, you know, incite the tingler with that one? I got the tingler back here. What is it, a little amoeba in my spine or something? A parasite, as from the movie Shivers. Does she look a little like Vivian Lee? A little bit. She's got that going on. It was a very specific style, too, with the hair and everything, and, um, uh, yeah, but so this is it. This is this. This is why you here, watch the movie. Here comes the dance yeah. It's the it's the old them lady on roller them skates them and dry this bones. Scene Yeah, where Vincent Price closes the door somehow. Yeah, 
Yes. Messes with the candles um, somehow. <laughs> turns the gas down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. and uses the skeleton rig. <laughs> so the skeleton rises from the acid. Yes. Uh, because they've they've made it a point to say it won't won't dissolve bone. Right. No. Uh. Uh-uh. You know. Um. So so the skeleton rises from the acid. It's very obvious that it's on strings. Yep. Which at first you think is a flaw. Abs, that's what I did. I was texting away. Look at the strings. Look. Oh, the, oh <laughs> now first, I feel stupid. You and I were at different points of the movie, so I thought you were talking about the rope that they must have been manipulating with strings, and then I was like, oh, the skeleton. Yes. I don't know nothing about no skeletons. <laughs> but yeah. And also, too, if, if it, technically speaking, if it dissolved everything but the bones, it would also have dissolved the ligaments holding the bones together. And the so, strings. Yeah, Probably. and the strings. So, movie you magic. Know, I'm starting to... <laughs> To think there's a lack of plausibility. Well, no, because movie. Watson points out anything with flesh and hair, that's what it melts. Your oh, flesh and your hair. Right. Okay. He says that at the beginning. And the ligaments, but not the bolts that are clearly visible holding the. Uh, <laughs> the it's arms got a Party on. City like barcode on it still. <laughs> you know, you can get a 12 foot one of those from Home Depot now. I've seen it yeah. in the store at Lowe's. Imagine, actually, imagine I think Vincent Price should have bought. Ooh. Imagine a big old. T- <laughs> the acid made me twelve feet tall, darling. <laughs> it, it, suddenly, he's shorter. Uh, it made him smaller. It, it, the acid. It, yeah, he's shorter it, than it, she is all of a sudden, and, and just sort of like creepily this is dancing. The greatest scene her. in cinema this history. Is, this was the actual inspiration for Thriller, where they started getting the the dance moves down. Whoa, which, whoa! Is, so, this a, is this a stunt player, or did they actually get the actress to do it? Let's find out. And then. Oh, that's her. Gently, <laughs> she gently pushes. Water. And do you notice that the skeleton, like, when it pushes, it almost looks like it, like, tries to catch her? Oh, girl. <laughs> yeah. You're so clumsy when you've been drinking. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. The acids can ruin your oh, complexion, no. girl. Oh, no. If you notice, the subtitle said splashing water. Yes. Yes. Lovely. Because so they, they knew yeah. it wasn't acid, really. Either that or whoever did a the subtitles. And, and scotch. Somebody yeah. did the subtitles with mute on. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Somebody's just making Laughs shit maniacally, <laughs> splashing it's water. Bubbly, bubbly water. <laughs> and here Very he comes. Like, here he is. Here's the man himself. With uh, his contraption. With his homemade. Yeah. It's, it's very awesome. Willy Wonka. He just like appears from a dark corner and he's been manipulating the skeleton and he comes out and gives his big speech, which going back to the people remaining in the house, I guess he's still going to pay them uh pay them for their time of having you know now instilled ptsd in poor nora who's been terrified all night long nora's collateral damage she's a pawn in the big game yeah lance is gonna take care of nora don't you worry he'll calm her nerves (laughs) bridgers will get her money so she's everybody's fine really uh so i guess the happy endings oh yeah the question at the end uh because vincent price says something to the effect of i'm ready to face justice and find out whether i'm guilty or not it, yeah you murdered your wife it doesn't matter that she was trying to murder you first a murder's still a murder dude sorry and then he tosses the skeleton back, back in, in the, the acid, acid. <laughs> because somehow plastic uh doesn't get destroyed by acid but, uh, and neither uh, does string I guess he disposes of it, but yeah, he just spells out the whole. Uh, he spells out the whole night for the group because now they're all down in the wine cellar, yeah. going like, "What in holy hell?" And he's just like, "Oh yeah." So here comes his big speech, and he just sits there, you know, pontificating. Yeah. At them. <laughs> he confesses. Well, it, it's the, it, it's just mm-hmm. this great "I'm so much smarter than all of you" moment. You didn't shoot anyone, my dear. I yeah. loaded your gun with blanks. 
Yeah, and Trent and my wife were, kill- were planning to kill me, but they failed. Uh, Trent tried to throw me in the vat, and like it's he's Mister Exposition. Yeah, my wife for the rest stumbled of the crew. and fell. My, yeah, I love that. My wife stumbled and fell. I mean, you got to admit, you know, unless he confesses, which he's not, because he's Vincent Price. I mean, the cops are going to have a hard time with this one. Oh yeah, nobody yeah. was there to see it. I so. don't. I mean, his story is they tried to kill him, and they ended up in the acid. And then Watson breaks the fuck out of the fourth wall. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, come on. He was already a floating head in the beginning of the movie, which, again, they're not ghosts. So the floating head thing didn't make, eh, whatever. Well, and it doesn't track because he's like, Watson's sitting there and he goes, oh, wow, now there have been nine murders instead of seven. There will be many more. They're coming for me now. Does he really say and that? And then they'll come um, for, for you. you. Oh, see, that's that's what terrifies the audience yeah. to leave when yeah, they leave. Yeah, he broke the fourth wall, yeah. and he's just staring but at the audience. why us? We just watched the movie. I mean, that's come on, ghosts. That's what did a, we do? We weren't trying to kill Vincent. And also, the ghost didn't do anything. No. They did nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Yeah. Just, he's got some undiagnosed hysteria that needs to be addressed. I think so, yeah. And he's the one who really needs the psychiatrist, but oh, shit, he's in the vat of acid. Yeah. He can't help him now. And he was apparently the only psychiatrist that specializes in hysteria because, once again, going back to... <laughs> you notice Annabelle the skeleton got a credit? It did. By himself. By yeah. <laughs> himself. Which is weird because that sort of makes it seem like he's just a very lonely skeleton. <laughs> I know. He has no friends. Yeah. Love it. I ain't got no It would have been It would have been funnier if it had said skeleton. I ain't got no body. Why didn't the skeleton go to the party? Because he had no body, body to go yeah. with. <laughs> Very funny. See? Look at that. I'll see myself out. Yes, thank so, you. So, Jason, you sort of explained already why you picked this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I wanted something that was off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted something that was just a you know fun schlocky little horror movie, but not not something painful like a Great and Clark no. or a, or mm-hmm. a, a it Coleman Francis. Light, it built light tension in yeah. certain areas, of course. It was I, inter- you wanted you wanted to know what was going on. Yeah, it, it kept your attention the whole movie. And one of the articles by Julia Miriam uh, from classic, Julia Miriam, yeah, classic. Horror.com. Thank you. Uh, they specified that I watched The House on Haunted Hill. I was impressed the first time I watched it. It was creepy, captivating Vincent Price, brilliant atmosphere, storyline at the whole McGill. It's great. I was in love. However, when I rewatched the film for this review, <laughs> I made a startling discovery. My memory is a dirty, filthy liar. Hindsight <laughs> so, was horrifying. Yeah, yes. well, there you go. That was That's it. Why I well this article. done. Well done. Full circle. Uh, so speaking of hindsight, I can't give this movie anything but a five because I'd never, I've, I've yeah. heard of it. It's an incredibly famous movie. I knew of its existence, but I can only give it a five because I had not seen it before you asked yeah. me to watch it for the show. So uh, that being said, what's your grade? Uh, honestly, I mean, it, it. I've seen it so many times. And the first time I saw it was was the Riff Tracks version of it and it was hilarious it's like a richter scale <laughs> yeah so it's sort of like i mean it's 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 just enjoyable to me as it was so it's got to be a five for me too straight five yeah. straight five what about you well you know Mr. i'm Brown? gonna give it an eight i'm going uh off track here because right. when it, did you it, first see it well back well when i was a young boy in I the day we'll yes, leave it at back that. when i was a young boy right after it was made <laughs> i was 10 years old no, those Saturdays in the summertime, I would go down in the basement on a hot summer day, and from one to three there was math what theater. What do you think? Oh, that's great. And three to five there was horror theater. Awesome. And they would show like like them, 
They would show the abominable Dr. Fives. They had the House of Horror. And it just brought back great memories. I would like I would come up, you know, at the end of the day, like seeing sunlight. And I'd just watch all of these classic <laughs> horror movies. Like and a my, skeleton coming yeah, out of a vat of acid. <laughs> it, it, was, it was my internet. You know, I, I would sit for hours and watch the shows. So this brought me back to that time. So it made me feel very happy. And I do adore Vincent Price. I just love him as an actor and as a person and a human being. And so I'm, I'm giving it an eight. Lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, and Vincent Price was actually, by all accounts, actually a pretty straight shooting, decent guy, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it, but, it's kind of... wasn't totally straight, as you mentioned before. Well, yeah. 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 But I mean, it he is nice... a little it, wibbly wobbly. It is nice to see a movie and like, because you know how it goes, you know, all all these actors you love when you're a kid and you find out, oh, all these terrible things about oh, them. Yeah. And then you find out, no, oh, Vincent Price was actually just... Yeah, he was a regular guy. He was a regular well, guy. Yeah. Nice his, guy. His... Uh, predilections apparently it is reflected in one of his great lines with annabelle because in their virginia wolf moments uh frederick tells her yes i lie awake at night wondering why i married you it was rather a mistake and she said you didn't marry me dear i married you Un <laughs> unpleasant but no mistake and i was just like god damn Oof, ouch that's really good writing that is good yeah i mean it's really good writing for a little even you know, with the champagne, because like he gets a bottle and he's like, "Here, this will like loosen you up for the party." And he starts shaking the bottle, and she was like, "That all that's going to make the champagne explode." Oh, don't worry, darling, I didn't poison it this time. <laughs> yeah. So they just, oh god, they have such chemistry. I, I loved their characters together. That really, if I could give the movie a higher grade for that alone, I would. Yeah. But uh, once again, I have to be a five because I've never seen it before. But I'm uh, glad you guys liked it. I because I, I, oh, I loved it. I have to admit. I almost called an audible after I told you guys that this was the movie I picked. And it was probably like the next day or day after I kind of thought about it. And I was like, eh, I don't want to bore them. I was worried you know, thinking eh. you were punishing me for a bad joke I had told in our group text. I was like, of course, he's going to make me watch a scary movie because I made a oh, bad no. joke. But then I watched <laughs> no, no, it and no. I was texting you guys the whole time. And like, it was seriously so John Mulaney where I was like, marriage is going to be very magical. I didn't kill my wife. These are my party guests. And that's my wife. <laughs> I, I think I don't think anybody... Like, you do have to wonder, was anyone ever scared? No. No, no, no. Like, was anyone in the was, theater scared when they came intrigued. out of this? I was intrigued. Like, oh, in the theater. In the, in the 50s. Then you know. one last question before I take us home and sign us off. What was your first experience of Vincent, or excuse me, yeah, of Vincent Price? Because it's uh, going to be very different the, for all of us, the I imagine. First, the first time, I didn't see him, but I heard him. It was when they premiered the uh, Thriller video. Same. That's the first time I ever and, heard his voice. And I, I you know, because we were looking before the show. It was like 82, 84, somewhere around there, you know. Uh, and it scared the crap. The video scared the crap out of me. And so Vincent Price was legitimately connected in my in my head with terror to terrorize your because the the freaking thriller video the first time i saw it as a little kid was absolutely terrifying and i'm talking they showed like it in theaters like it was a, it was on tv uh well it started yeah. out in theaters but then oh, they put it on television yeah i think I, I was probably like four or five years old i think Aww. yeah i mean and it was it was freaking scary oh you yeah know? um so that, i think that was the first time uh Ooh. that i ever saw and then from there from then on it was just Sort of the same thing. It was, you know, Elvira's movie Macabre, <clears throat> Macabre, and it would be a, a, Vin, a Vincent Price movie. Uh, Elvira, big, very important, uh, you know, for me and my, my development. <laughs> very big, yes. important influence. She literally kickstarted puberty. Yeah. I can, like, that was the moment. If, if only you had stock in Kleenex. That oh. outfit left right. very little to the imagination. Yeah. Uh, 
So you, Mr. Brown? Well, I, the one is the, the abominable Dr. Fibes. It was it was created in 71, and he was the star of that. But then I've seen so many Vincent Price movies, it's hard to pinpoint. Okay. But, I, but I think we should watch that one sometime because I vividly remember that film and being scared. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in the theater. We should watch it again to see if it's equally as terrifying. I'll watch it with you. Yeah. Oh, we can have a text party and watch it together. Uh, I would say, Jason, yeah, I was not old enough to have seen Thriller uh, really on TV because they weren't playing it by the time I was younger, uh, and I didn't see it in the theater, but I knew Vincent Price's voice from Thriller. Uh, And the first time I would have seen him, he would have been quite aged at that point, was in Edward Scissorhands because he's the inventor who puts... Edward together yeah yeah. speaking of Johnny oh I adore you sir but uh anyway yeah that was probably the first time I saw Vincent Price uh but the first time I heard him him. was in Thriller um yeah but cool well that I think just about covers it so next next week it's going to be a Darth I think it's 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 my turn to pick next week so hindsighters uh we kicked off the Halloween season just a tad early in July but you love the the break from the macabre normal <laughs> anyway uh we enjoyed hanging out with you as always in the studio uh thank you for joining us for your drive time your listening time your murderous plot time we really don't care what kind of time your vat of acid time this has been darth adam and jason with house on haunted hill on hindsight and good night